for what I've heard the city owns and in some way to work with things in there with that. At one time, a school was there, the playground was there. That's not there. At one time, supposedly there was some plans to put one back there and it never happened. Maybe there's something, if there's a need, that we can be a part of bridging that. Not necessarily doing it all, but bridging that and helping to, to bring these things about. In fact, that's one of the things you'll hear me say again and again here that I believe God is calling us to. And that is for us to be the bridge. To be the bridge. I think not only because many of the bridges in our area, but as a picture of a ministry role that God wants us to fill. Uh, Note, I didn't say let's build a bridge. Often the way you hear it. This is about being the bridge. First and foremost, between the person and God in the same in many ways, we see Jesus as that one who was that bridge, that intercessor between God and man for us to be that bridge. Not only with that, but to help them in the need. And obviously we can't do everything and we are not called to everything. In fact, some people like to see, you know, a, a church and, and we've done it before. We've seen it before in other places where we've been, other churches, that, you know, what's the one specific thing that we can do that will just kind of meet the one need in the community? And not to say that there aren't certain things that, that we've looked at and some tried and, and seen that's not where God was leading. But I think in part because what God wants to do is something beyond just us doing one thing for that only affects just a few people in the area, but something bigger and something greater than that. And that deals with being the bridge. You see, in this area, and and uh, pastored in in Erie, pastored in Pittsburgh, pastored in Dubois, uh, for uh, a, a time in each of those places. And our area here has more agencies and ministries than any of those ever did to help people in need. We've got a lot of people doing a lot of good in our area. The problem is, we don't know about them all. There's a few agencies that kind of know some and connect to a few. There's an outdated uh, booklet that has a little bit more of who those are in our area, but nothing that really just puts it all together. And so as we are interacting with people, not just in that neighborhood, but in our Jerusalem in general, to find that there are people with needs. And, and it's not that we have to meet the need, but God's already met it. God's already got people that he has here and other ways to do this, but to connect that, to bridge, be the bridge between them and those with the need and those who are there to help. But we need to figure out that. That's something we need to help work that our community, I've, I've talked to community organizations, been at these mega uh, community seminars where the agencies are there and they don't, Many of them don't have a, a clue of what the other one really is doing. So there's a need here that is broader, but there's a need even for us, not just for somebody to be the one going out and doing that, but for somebody to be the one staying in and making phone calls and figuring out and, and trying to come up with a resource that really will help us to help them to be that bridge with there, to put something together in a user-friendly kind of way so that we're equipped. But it's not just those who are out there in the community that can do these things. 
it, it is recognizing within our own body there are those of us who have skills and talents, who have experiences that could be used by God to help others. You may say, like, I really don't know a lot about, I, I don't know if I could answer all the Bible questions. That's not necessarily where it starts for some people. It's just the giving of the cold water in Jesus' name. Or maybe there's something a little more complicated than a cold water. But not just that, but also if we can have a presence there. And right now, everybody that we've talked to has been so open. If God can move and allow a presence there, that we can connect neighbor to neighbor. That resource is right there. What you're needing, what you're looking for, your neighbor down the street, that was what he did all his life. He would love to be a part of this, to connect, to really make it that neighborhood that, that they've looked for and longed for. We've got to work. There's so much more as we think about this, and we need to understand. We want to handle this, and we're talking about helping. We want to help people without hurting them. And so many times that does happen. It's something that we've talked about with many of the deacon and deaconesses. You know, so many times that uh, a church and God's people can come along and perpetuate somebody's existence in the hole that they fell into. That God wants to deliver them out of, but all we do is throw money down in it. And I join them and I help them to figure out how to get out, how to walk. In other words, as well not to join God in what He's trying to do in their life and what He wants to do. Not just making us feel better because we've done something, but recognizing that we need to join Him, being the bridge between them and God. Not just that He is the Savior, Jesus, but all of Jesus for all the neighborhood, all of Jesus, for all our Jerusalem, all of Jesus, for all of Judea, Samaria, and the very ends of the earth, that which was on our missions conference, as is all of Jesus for all of the world, all of who He is, not just spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, relationally, socially, whatever you want to say. Jesus wants to come in and move in those areas of our life, to touch our lives in those ways. You know, Oil City Community Alliance Church, and I'm not sure why the, for some reason, the, uh, I don't think there's anything you guys can do once we got it going. The map is on, on the back of there. But what it's saying is this is our theme. Oil City Community Alliance Church, pursuing Jesus Christ, building his kingdom, and proclaiming his offer of freedom, healing, and life. And this is what Jesus came to do. Jesus came to do. Luke 4, verse 18 and 19. The Spirit of the Lord is on me because He has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom, freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind to set the oppressed free and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. When was the last time we joined the Lord on that mission? When was the last time we joined him on that? There's a sense that this is not a one and done ministry. To have a lasting effect, we need to last. It happens over time. It's a commitment. 
show that we care, to build relationships. It doesn't stop just at Jerusalem in that way. We begin to make inroads. We want to see it expand beyond that. We want to see it go and let's just expand that neighborhood section to something even bigger than that going forth and recognizing that it's not just us who can do this, but rather as God moves and we want to trust that God will, we pray and as, as he does it, that there may be other churches in our area that, that are saying, you know what, we want to do a similar thing. We want to adopt a neighborhood and we want to join together as we think about what God wants to do here to make this a valley that can change the world. But we move not only from reaching our Jerusalem, but to reaching our Judea. It goes to the bigger, broader area. And let's not forget, where Oil City Community Alliance Church is, it is not at 411 Seneca Street, Oil City. Are you with me? Oil City Community Alliance Church is all over Venango County and beyond because you are Oil City Community Alliance. Where each of you are is where it is in Seneca, in Cranberry, in Knox, above and beyond. We just list so many different places where so much, many of our, our family is. Where you're at is your Jerusalem, but it's also our Judea because that's where you are at. You are the church. And for us to reach there, to, to recognize that as we add up these, not just focus on just that one neighbor, but as we add up the different points of life where you're at, how we can help you uh, in, in your streets, in your neighborhoods, that those points of light continue to grow, the darkness begins to shrink back. Reaching out not only to our, our Jerusalem, our adopted neighborhood, but our Janaea, and connecting with people in what we would call come and see events. What does that mean, to come and see? Events where we provide opportunities for people to kind of come and see not just what's going on here, but to connect with us, to see who we are and that, you know, we're not swinging chickens around by the head or whatever. I don't know what people think uh, that goes on uh, type of thing. They're just those kind of things uh, to be able to connect with people. And there's, there's different ways of what that might mean. And what we want to do is to focus on four come and see events in a year. Not only that we invite those neighbors, but we invite others too. Here, here's the fours listed here. Just thinking through some kind of Easter event outside of the Sunday morning resurrection celebration. Don't really have a firm idea, but looking for people who want to be a part of not only planning, but preparing for these. Even to get a team together on each one of these four. We already have one person beginning to work on number four. Uh, the Christmas Player Musical. We got Discovery Camp. The Discovery Camp is kind of a, a summer VBS week-long event geared for unchurched kids. You know, it's not just the, the, the VBS that the church down the street is doing, you know, and, and, and the babysitting for church kids, but something that is not dividing kids up into age groups, but dividing them into interest groups that they choose. With the, with the first appeal, obviously recognize they're coming to church, but the first appeal is to say, okay, let's have like three or four different areas. There's going to be a sports. Uh, this year it's going to be basketball. Uh, there's going to be an area for arts. Uh, it might be music or drama or something like that. There'll be a skill. 
uh, a skill it might be woodworking or sewing or something like that, all of which we would find people within our church family or people that we uh, know and trust that are experts on these kind of things, that are able to help do that. And with that comes Bible lessons. With that comes singing of Bible songs, but it comes across in a different way, in a way that becomes more appealing to those who are not just looking for a church babysitting service in the summer, but something more than that. There are things everyone in the church, in our church here, young and old alike can do on those days and before those days that need to be done. Besides the come and see events as well, let's move on and talk about the go and be events to understand what we mean by that, to go and be the church, to go and be with the community, not just out in our community, in our Jerusalem, in our Judea, but to be who we are, who we say. I mean, we are what? Oil City Community Alliance. What does that mean? Now, for some, when we talk about community alliance, it means that it's not just Oil City. We really are a community we're reaching out way beyond Oil City into the whole communities around us, north, south, east, and west. But that name community implies something more than that. It connect, implies a connection to the community, that we are a community church. And, and I know that there are some churches that see their call to be the best church in town, which is really more about being in competition with the other churches. We're going to be the best one of all the churches and really, it's not just a, it's a competition, not between the churches, but it's to appeal to Christians who are already Christians. There are others that try to be the best church for the community, you know, out there helping, doing some things, uh, helping out with this and that, that that we feel like we can do and that we want to. You know, it's kind of running into the community, do our thing, and then run back out. In many ways, it's the church on the outside looking in. But there's another level that we can strive for. And that is to be the best church with the community. Not just to come alongside, but to join with, to stand with. Because we are a part of the community. With others. We are called, Jesus calls us to be salt. But salt does not do much good if it stays in the salt shaker. Can I get an amen? Well, that was kind of weak. <laughs> you know? Our name, Oil City Community Alliance. To have those opportunities to go and be. And we've done some of that already in a number of ways that specific we could do this, but doors have been open the last few years, wide open for us in a number of areas. You know, some of those uh, go and be events might be, as an example, as the Oil Heritage Bridge, Bridge, Cranberry Days, Kids Day at the Mall. We've gone to some, many of those, gone to those, and, and oftentimes talked with the leaders and the community leaders that are, are, are planning these. And they, they talk about how they really want them to be family friendly and for kids, and yet you go there and there's not a whole lot happening for kids. If there is, there's a line of 30 kids out for this one thing, and another, I'm not exaggerating. Uh, for another thing, you know, to how can we 
help with this community who's trying to bring the community together, trying to add some life back into the community? How can we join with them in that way? One of the things that uh, an idea is that we had success with a few years ago was when we had a mini golf down at Justice Park as a part of a bigger kind of event. You know, many families, uh, many people appreciated that. It used to be something around here, and they appreciated That's something that not just the kid does or the parent does, but the whole family can do together. It also was appreciated by some of our community leaders. Uh, many of the community leaders, those who are in charge of different events, noticed that and really appreciated what we did there. In fact, I even got a call from a different community wanting to know if we would come and bring that. So it's not ours. Can't do that. But it was also something that our people who worked that booth, so to speak, really appreciated because it was not, you know, a lot of times you have a booth of things or you go out someplace, you got a table, people come up, grab something, and walk away. This was something people didn't just grab something and walk away, but they stayed. And it had an opportunity for many of our people to connect, to talk with, to have conversations, even spiritual conversations with people right there in that time. So what a great opportunity it is to connect. And, and, you know, what if we even just made six holes, uh, mini golf holes, uh, and then put together the other stuff comes with that, and then the signs and the handouts that we might want. And it could just be one general package, simple, each time. This is what we go, this is what we take the event. And that there would be a team who would say, you know what, I really want to grab a hold of this and go with it, but I know that there are people beyond that team that have joined many of you as we've done some of these things. There's been people, uh, we've had 20 to 30 people helping out with some of these uh, within our congregation over those years. So there still are those who will be a part of that. To, to understand that these go and be events, opportunities to connect with people who we're not going to see come in our doors. It's also an opportunity to connect with a large number of people that are in church that we're not going to see all in one place. Uh, that's reaching out to our Judea. We need to move forward. I need to move forward. Wow, I really need to move forward. Reaching our Samaria. Uh, two ways that we can do that. Let's just kind of quickly hit a couple of those. One, and Samaria being that which is in a sense some, uh, something different than us. Uh, and yet there are, uh, th- there are a couple things that are close by that could fit that category. One is businesses. It's not, you know, you think of a neighborhood reaching people, businesses. It's not, uh, there are people in businesses, but it's a different kind of ministry. We've been praying for, we've been trying to connect at holidays with them and going in and, and blessing them in different ways and as well helping uh, with restaurants and shutdown. But what else could God use? Another place uh, is just down the street, and that is uh, Pathways. Apparently, we used to be at Pathways in a ministry in some way. Now, again, this is about how God wants to lead. We're not pushing. We're not kicking doors open, but seeing where God wants to open doors. And in, in Pathways, uh, from what we have at least heard, there's somebody that has a connection that somebody's been in there, uh, that there isn't anything going on right now spiritually in groups or Bible studies there. Could it be that God wants to use us, one of our, one of the closest churches, to that place? Beyond that, we think of reaching the ends of the earth. 
And we've talked about that, all the earth, joining uh, our international workers and in partnering to do this, to partner and taking our, our, uh, our reaching the ends of the earth, our missions to another level in our praying, in our giving, in our sending, and in our going to reach the ends of the earth. Now, all of this as you hear today, what I've shared is as a direction, I believe God is leading, things that have kind of come into place over the years. This is uh, really, first and foremost, it's a biblical, it's focusing on the biblical mandate of Acts 1-8 and working through that. I understand uh, there's no way to share every detail. I may seem like I'm sharing a lot of stuff, but there are so many things I'm not uh, even coming close to with this. But things that God's revealing and stirring over the years and, and putting it together, some of this is it, God had wait, said to wait and, and bringing this about. Some of it has to do with negative things that have happened that have delayed uh, this kind of process and bringing it out. Obviously, the last couple of years, how many of us would say it's been difficult and draining? You know, I'm tired. I'm tired. But I and more tired of just sitting rather than moving forward. And we need to do something. I know that God has been stirring within me that, at least for me, and I hope for us, that we need to be done, I need to be done with distractions. We need to be done with distractions. Some things might be good. Not necessarily bad things. But distractions from the main mission of what God's called us to. How do we do this? There are two main things that God wants to do in us. And one thing that he has to do uh, that we need from him. Two, two things. And just briefly, well, as briefly as I can. Unity. Number three, unity. We've talked about it before. We, the, the scriptures very clearly lay out. Many different places. You've got Ephesians 4, Philippians 1 and 2. You know, I will know you stand firm. One spirit striving together as one for the faith of the gospel. This is what we're to be about. This, you know, and, and this is something that God really, I believe, wants to, in a sense, move us to grab a hold of that perhaps we've never really grabbed a hold of. In talking about unity, I've said before, it's not that there's some division or discord here, it's that we are missing, like so many churches, we can be missing the fullness of the biblical kind of unity that God is calling to. Because that's what's needed. The biblical kind of unity that Jesus prayed for, that we would be one, he said, as Jesus and the Father are one. Think about that. Something to press forward in. And there are many ways to do that. Uh, this is a, a part of, you know... Uh, a core value uh, that he that that we have completely great commission will require the mobilization of every fully devoted disciple. It takes us doing it together. It can't be done by one, but it can be done as one. God's put the pieces and the parts together. What he wants to do, and we need to focus this next year on the communion time. Uh, communion Sundays, many of them, we're going to focus on one another passages to hear from God. And then to decide that month how we're going to apply this, not just as individuals, but as a church, how are we going to work and apply this? 
it's difficult as well. I've said for us to have unity together with one another if we're not actually together with one another. So one of those goals is not just to have times we get together at summer, but other times. And we've uh, mentioned that some of these things we've already done uh, when the fall festival, the international the soup and chili, when I have that church family, there's these, these things being planned. And again, having people to say, yeah, I'll, I'll help and, and, and get this one off the ground and help think through this one. It would be great uh, as, as we work together to help bring about uh, not just fellowship, but the unity that God wants by us being together. There are three by three opportunities. There's small groups. There's doing the Bible together. And the first of the year, January 2nd, we begin 40 days of prayer together where there will be devotionals and other things that we'll be all working together through along with others in the Christian Missionary Alliance. Uh, these are things taking place. In fact, speaking of prayer, that's the next thing that God wants to do in us, to take our prayer to a different level, not just quantity, but quality and what needs to take place. And I don't think I have this on the, on, on the screen, but our second core value, the first one was lost people matter to God. He wants them found. The second core value is that prayer is the primary work of God's people. Can we honestly say that is true? Oftentimes, prayer is a work. Prayer is something you do right before you do something for God. Because you know, that's what you're supposed to do. Check it off a list. Or prayer is something you do after you do something. But is prayer the primary work? We're recognizing that none of this is going to happen apart from prayer. To raise that level. And there are many things that are being done. I don't have time to get all of, into all of them today. But so many things are already being done. And we want to go beyond that. To see that this is something bigger than what we can do ourselves. Maybe it's bigger than what we have done in the past. Even to think of a dream of a valley that can change the world. For some, too big. But I think to God, it's too small. The creator of the universe, the king of kings, the Lord of lords. You know, if we actually try something that we think we can do, that's really not a big problem, then we don't need God. And if we don't need God, then is it really of God? Are you with me? We need to step out in faith. Make that decision. Not being some Goldilocks Christians that are just looking for the just right, not too big, not too little, not too hot, not too cold, but to pick something that's not OCCA size, but to pick something that's God sized. Part of our core value as well, another core value, achieving God's person means taking faithful risks. Always going to change. And here's the last thing that we need. Holy Spirit power. And in fact, this is the one thing out of all those things to have prayer and unity that's good, but it means nothing without this. Why do I say that? I mean, obviously most of us are going like, duh, well, of course, but how about we go back to the passage? Acts 1.8. Yeah, you'll be my witnesses, but the first part says you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and then you will be my witnesses. This is requires the power of the Holy Spirit. This is a part, again, of our core value. Without the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, we can accomplish nothing. And yet, I'm not sure that all of us have a firm and a full grasp of what it means to be filled with the Spirit, to experience the power of God in your life. In fact, for some, we're not even real sure about who the Holy Spirit is, and that's okay. We're going to get into that next year. Part of the theme, part of the, 
the, the things that we will touch on again and again is working in this, seeing the Spirit's power, not only in the supernatural, but the power to help us to just keep running the marathon because this is not a sprint. It is not a sprint. It is something that He's calling us to. The power of God is what we need. And in that power of God, what He wants to, what He can do is beyond what we've even imagined. In Ephesians 3.20, close with this. Ask the worship team to come on up. Now to Him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to His power that is at work within us, to Him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. To Him who is able to do immeasurably more than what we ask, but also immeasurably more than what we can imagine. So whatever I've shared with you today, and I don't know where each of you are at. It would be good to hear about that. But I don't know where each of you are at. It may seem like, whew, that's pretty big. But it's really not because we can imagine that. God's able to do above and beyond what we can even imagine. And He wants to and He has the power. But we never step out into the river to allow Him to part the way for what He wants to do. For God's bringing His revival and awakening one person, one house at a time, one neighborhood at a time, one county, one state, one country, from Jerusalem to Judea to Samaria to the ends of the earth from a valley that can change the world. Father, help us now. Jesus, You are the head of the church. And you promise us that the gates of hell will not prevail against us. Not meaning that those gates would somehow, gates don't move, they don't come at us, but they won't prevail against our onslaught, our army that you would raise up to press forward and to press out your presence. Come right where we're at to across this whole world. Stir within us and help us to step up in real and specific ways, each of us. Thank you, Jesus.